Hi, we've Julian on the Brown Note, and if you want to stop banking crisis and banks collapsing, regulate the frigging banks. So we're seeing Silicon Valley having a number of banks collapse, and the blowback, of course, extending globally, uh, Credit Suisse being yet again front and center after so many interesting uh, journeys they've had in recent times, uh, half a million accounts that were linked to money laundering, linked to money laundering and so on. There's always talk when this happens and there's always public indignation and journalist indignation. Who's going to pay for it? Who's going to bail them out? But then why isn't there any talk about reintroducing all of the financial and banking regulations that were removed that stopped this happening, that literally protected America from any major financial crash for 40 years? And that since being removed have led to a continual boom and bust economy where stock market crashes, bank fails, company malfeasance is um, common. How many uh, financial crashes have there been since we removed these regulations? This is between um, Reagan and Clinton, two acolytes of economic neoliberalism. So Reagan came in in the 80s when everyone was in love with um, the idea of Wall Street for some reason. Um, and it didn't really exist in the manner it existed then. And one of Reagan's most prominent roles was to reduce the amount of regulations. And Clinton, they both were equally to blame here, but Reagan was the, the birthplace of economic neoliberalism. It was called Reaganomics for a reason. Makes me laugh when people try and say it's the Democrats when it was actually used to be called Reaganomics. Within the first decade, we saw savings and loan collapses in the 1980s, Fannie Mae, and we saw you know the start of massive corporate malfeasance with um, people like Enron. And all of this came as a result of them taking all the rules off of people that will act on greed. They need these rules in place. We had things like the Glass-Steagall Act and many other regulations overseeing what we knew were the worst instincts of very greedy, reckless people who get rewarded for taking massive gambles and never pay when they lose. It's like going to Vegas and winning big for a day and then losing everyone's money the next day, but the house pays it for you. Why would they ever care? So under Clinton, Clinton really pushed to remove any remaining semblance of oversight of banking and financial regulations. So we saw the once sacrosanct split of a savings bank and an investment bank. We saw that rule removed. So we didn't want to have your savings connected to a bank that makes bets on the stock market. And what happened? Loads of them collapsed because they were all taking out Another part of this was the leveraging. A bank used to have to have enough money to pay out all of its savings accounts. We took that away and let them leverage 35 times what they actually had in the bank. They could have debt on their books. These things were insanity and they led to the global financial crisis, as we well know. And we paid them back by giving them all of their debts back. We paid them all their money. The taxpayer paid them all their money back. And they used a lot of that money to lobby Congress to further weaken banking regulations. And even though they tried to put some banking regulations in, Donald Trump came along and removed the rest of them.
And now they're all looking at Biden saying that he did this. Well, no, the people that removed all of the regulations that monitored and stopped these people acting so recklessly did this. No one ever goes to jail. No one ever pays. How do you expect these people to behave? If this is any other area of criminality, if you could rob houses but not go to jail and not pay anything back, what's the point in not robbing houses? We need to reintroduce all of the regulations that we had only in the 1980s that protected the American economy from this kind of wild crash for 40 years. And economic neoliberalism came along and went, actually a very small group of people can intermittently make huge profits. And whenever they lose massive profits, we'll get the taxpayer to pay for it. And you can't, and it's now impossible to even talk about introducing banking regulations in the midst of banks failing. You would get shot down in flames in American politics by talking of introducing those banking regulations back. And it doesn't help when there's a revolving door between the largest investment banks in America like Goldman Sachs and the chairman of the Federal Reserve in America being one of those top Goldman Sachs alumni and the people teaching in Harvard Business School coming from this same group of people. They have the same ethos. They're not going to do anything. Someone that is um, one of the top people at Goldman Sachs isn't going to go to the Federal Reserve and recommend that Goldman Sachs is regulated. This is nuts. And they don't, it's always the taxpayer that pays somehow or other. They say that they're not paying this time, but it always comes back to it, doesn't it? And they still pay their bonuses, even when their banks collapse. They, the rich keep their money, no matter how badly they gamble. They need to be hit where it hurts, in the pocket and in jail. They need to have their money stripped for them. The guy that ran investment bank Lehman Brothers into the ground was worth half a billion dollars and had six jets. And he didn't lose anything, despite his bank collapsing as a result of what he did. They never include losses in their profits. They make profits one year, we made this profit. Everything's wiped out the next year. They just forget about it because we're picking up the check in some way or form. So if you want to have a meaningful discussion about how to stop financial crisis and banking crisis, reintroduce regulations specifically put there to stop these dangerous, greedy bastards from acting in a manner that causes the whole system to burn down.